Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, January 29th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna, to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Yitro, and it means Jethro. Exodus 18.13-23 The next day Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They waited before him from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked, What are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? Moses replied, Because the people come to me to get a ruling from God, When a dispute arises, they come to me, and I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give them his instructions. This is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. You're going to wear yourself out, and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now listen to me and let me give you a word of advice. And may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to Him. 
Teach them God's decrees and give them His instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. But select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,150 and 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice, and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures, and all these people will go home in peace. Matthew 19, 13-30 One day some parents brought their children to Yeshua so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Yeshua said, Let the children come to me, don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. Someone came to Yeshua with this question, Teacher, What good deed must I do to have eternal life? Why ask me about what is good? Yeshua replied. There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? the man asked. And Yeshua replied, You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I have obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Yeshua told him, If you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Yeshua said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved, they asked. Yeshua looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God everything is possible. Then Peter said to him, We've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? Yeshua replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or property, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much in return, and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be the least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest. Matthew 19, 13-30
Psalm 24, 1-10 The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean's depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Open up, ancient gates. Open up, ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, invincible in battle. Open up, ancient gates. Open up, ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the King of glory. Proverbs 6, 1-5 My child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, follow my advice and save yourself. For you have placed yourself at, the, at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride. Go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. I want to speak to you today from our reading from the Torah portion from Exodus chapter 18, and then we're going to touch on something from Matthew chapter 19. And in Exodus 18, Jethro approaches Moses he sees that Moses is completely overwhelmed with way too many matters or cases that he has to hear. And Jethro tells him, look, why don't you delegate? Why don't you appoint some leaders who can hear some of the easier matters, the smaller matters, and only the most difficult cases will come to you. And so Moses implements and executes this idea And actually, the modern-day court system that we see here in America is based upon the very principle that's outlined for us here in this Torah portion. In the court system, we have municipal court, which is local, usually city or county-level court. And if you have a traffic ticket and you want to take it to court, you go to the municipal court, and that's where the matter is heard. Next, we have the district court, and the district court is going higher up the food chain, higher up the chain of command, and it might be more over a region. Then you have your state supreme court, and that's the highest court of each individual state. And then we have federal court, and that would be for federal crimes, and um, there's The highest court of the land is, of course, the Supreme Court of the United States. So this whole idea of smaller matters at the lower levels and harder, more difficult matters at the higher level, kind of like a pyramid fashion, our modern-day court system is based upon the principle that was outlined here in Exodus chapter 18. 
So now I want to jump into Matthew chapter 19. And in particular, I want to zoom in on a the concluding verse out of that chapter. Well, I'll start in verse 28. Yeshua replied, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So he's talking to his twelve disciples. Verse 29. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be the least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Truly, we have an upside-down kingdom. And the very things that the world values, people like Elon Musk, who are uber-rich and have tons of money and are therefore you know, in the press quite a bit, and you listen to their opinions, and you listen to what they have to say. You know, they're wealthy, they're rich. Elon Musk that, in you know, put together the car company, and now is running a space company, and is doing all this cutting-edge innovation in technology. So that's the yardstick that the world uses to measure success, is wealth, or You know, are you a homeowner? Do you own a house? If you have a mortgage and you have a home, well, there's a certain element or measure of success that you're a successful person. But now that the economy has really tanked and we have high inflation and food and gas is so very, very expensive, a lot of people are not in the housing market anymore. They're not homeowners. And even rent to rent an apartment is exorbitantly expensive, and it's really been extremely difficult for people. So the yardstick of success that God uses is quite different than what the world uses. And what he's saying here is those people who seem to be so successful and are considered great will be least important in the kingdom. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. And so we have to put on a different pair of glasses when we evaluate and when we judge and when we look around and we see people around us and consider. Um, even sometimes you have these pastors of the big mega churches and they have thousands of followers and they're on TV and, you know, they seem to be such a great pastor, teacher, or evangelist. And yet, what what is God saying here? Those who are the greatest now will be the least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Who are the least important? Maybe it's the guy on the street corner who's preaching the gospel to the homeless. Maybe it's somebody who's not big and famous and well-known, but is truly doing God's work and reaching out with hope and with truth, with life and with love 
in practical, tangible ways yet unseen, not drawing any attention to themselves. So may we begin to see with Yeshua's eyes who is the greatest and who is the least. I want to conclude with this beautiful song. It is called Psalm 24, The King of Glory, and it is sung by Keith and Christine Christine Getty. Enjoy.
Ivrekka Adonai Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>